Hey everyone, it's just me, Chris. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that the new website is now live, so if you want to check it out, you're more than welcome to. I'll put it in the show notes. I've collected the interviews onto one page, the Van Life episodes onto one page, all the podcasts get an entry up there too, and I'm looking for guest writers who will do a once-a-month entry and chat about somewhere that they've been to as well. Also, we are now on Patreon, so if you want to support the podcast in that way, you're more than welcome to. I've made sure that the first tier is just the price of a cup of, a cup of coffee each month, and the other tiers have some more benefits as well, so check it out if you'd like to. But thank you very much for listening, and let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris, and today we welcome Tuan from Netherlands, who made a documentary all about backpacking, and it's a really fascinating listen and watch. I'll put the link down in the show notes and I invited him onto the show thanks to Rick from episode 3 sending the recommendation my way and he gladly accepted and I'm so glad that he did because the podcast is really great. I really like delving into more about the broader topic of why we go backpacking and the, the main reasons why we enjoy it so much. So if you do enjoy this podcast then hit subscribe or follow but otherwise let's just get straight into it hello tuan welcome to the podcast how are you doing today i'm bloody perfect how are you chris (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm very i'm very well thank you very much thank you for the british (laughs) response there (laughs) so um uh for for those who don't know tuan went backpacking for the very first time after many recommendations and he actually made a just under an hour long video on youtube documentary about backpacking and you know all the all the reasons why we do it and interviewing different people and it's super fascinating Uh, and uh, rick from episode three got in touch and said by the way i think this guy might be worth seeing if he wants to come on the podcast so I reached out to you and then you said, yeah, definitely, let's do it. So yeah, I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me and thank, uh, thanks, Rick, for the, for the reference. Hey, no worries. Um, so first time backpacking, how was it? And where did you go as well, just for those who don't know? Ooh, it was amazing. It was a, a, a life-changing experience, which uh, is a bit of a cliche to say. But, uh, <laughs> when I came back, I, I really realized it was, uh, was true. Um, it was in uh, Southeast Asia and then uh, in uh, Nepal and India where I went and I went there traveling for nine months and uh, I already had the idea to, to go traveling and before I went I was already into video, audio kind of things and I was looking on the internet like what backpacking actually was because I, I, I knew some stories from friends who did it but it's still fake if you, you know, it's far away and still, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't really put an image in my mind what, what it could be. So uh, then I thought, yeah, you know, why not make a documentary about what backpacking is? Because, yeah, that was not there. And that's kind of how the, how the idea, uh, how the idea uh, started. Yeah, perfect. And life-changing, although, yeah, cliche answer... It's cliched because it changes so many people's lives. So everyone says it's life changing, and then it becomes cliche. So cliche, but for the right reason, I think, because uh, yeah. experiencing that otherness when you're traveling really does make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. You know, and and the thing is, when you are there, 
it's just also the thing you're there it's kind i don't know it's it's more than than a holiday that's also central in the documentary you know what what is the difference between a holiday and 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 backpacking um but for me when i came back then you kind of see that the things that you experience that, that they have impact doesn't mean that everything you do has impact there but i think the that you're that you're away for such a long time uh, makes it pretty intense and, and normally in a week you know what do you do like you do you have your routines your exercise you go you study or you you work and in the weekend you do some things with friends maybe also one time during the week and there you every day you do things and or at least I did I know there were also backpackers who were all day in the hostel just stream the shit out of the the wi-fi network which yeah. is someday of course <laughs> but uh that's traveling isn't uh, it that's really experiencing it <laughs> yeah first question what's the wi-fi password yeah. <laughs> right somewhere uh, but i try you know you try to do every every day something different you meet so many people uh you you kind of live a few years of, of your regular life into uh, a short, much shorter period of time when you're there. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of how, how I see it. Perfect. So centering more onto the documentary for a moment, what were your reasons for recording the documentary? Because that's quite a commitment. And I think you were saying it took you about five years to finish it off, probably alongside working a career and having a life. <laughs> but... It's quite a commitment to to film the whole thing, and especially from seemingly quite a philosophical standpoint. Uh, what were your reasons for doing so? Yeah, now it, I think that people shouldn't expect a really philosophical documentary. It's a really, I think, uh, um, practical documentary. I just want to show the world what what backpacking is, what you can expect when you do it, what it does with you. So. Um, and I didn't really want to focus it on myself because, yeah, uh, otherwise it's only interesting for my family and friends, but I wanted to make it wider. So what I did was when I start backpacking, uh, interviewing really a lot of people, but doing more in-depth interviews. So when I, when I had a nice connection with, with someone, then I started to interview the person and uh, I had a bunch of fixed questions, but also to go with the flow. So I had a lot of interviews from one and a half till two hours or even more. And um, when I came back, I, I picked out the people who, who I think are representing the backpack scene for, for how I saw it. So certain amount of or, or women, uh, some guys from Canada, some from Australia, Europe. Uh, now for, for me, it was kind of the, 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 the middle point of what a backpacker is. And I just asked them things like, okay, um, how did how did you prepare for the trip what did you took in your backpack but also questions about like uh, how did it how did it change you um, what are you gonna do different when you come back home um, uh, how do you deal with the culture differences so th those kind of things like from from practical I try to go a bit more in depth and that's also how the documentary I build it up on base of, of my own experience but other people are telling their experience so it starts really like when I arrive in Thailand with practical things. Okay, how did all those people prepare their trip? What did they took? And the more I get into it, like I ask them, how do you deal with the loneliness? And so I ask them the questions that I actually have uh, at that point yeah. of time. So 
you grow kind of into the topic and meanwhile you you just see you see the pictures of the the countries that that i that i was visiting and where they are so it's it's kind of a natural mix where of course i decide in the editing what's in there so it's still very personal um but uh, i th i think it's kind of the average of what how a backpacker sees it yeah and you've certainly so, got a variety of people to interview so yeah it really can be a, a true image of backpacking i think yeah yeah and still of course it's it's my impression because uh, uh, I, I don't say that this is backpacking for everyone uh, but i think people who uh, the, the the audience that i made it for is the people who backpacked that i hopefully can recognize or they they agree to disagree what they see you know um, but that it can take people a bit back to that time and for people who didn't travel so i always kept my parents in mind uh, that they kind of get feeling with with what it is you know and yeah it's it's really different than than to go to the costa del sol somewhere in <laughs> in uh Spain, you know and uh yeah and it's also more than just sleep in dirty rooms all the time and save a lot of money that those two elements are for sure part of it but it's much more than that perfect so today in the episode where usually i invite invite people on and we talk about an itinerary that they've done or an, an itinerary that they recommend um, maybe for some larger trips we're talking about specific moment highlights but what's going to be interesting uh, at the very least for me <laughs> in this podcast is we've we've tagged down five highlights that are about backpacking so um so yeah with no further ado should we kick off with the first one what was your first highlight yeah, uh, the first one, because also I di didn't want to include the places because, yes, yeah, Southeast Asia is, is pretty, yeah, it's, it's known, you know, go to the internet if you want to see which <laughs> It's much new things to that. Um, so I think my role is limited in, <laughs> as, uh, in that. Um, but I think that the elements that, that I found out were for me, uh, and, and you will see that back also in the documentary, of course, um the first thing that was really important for me were the people mm. on the on the trip i don't have much with buildings i was really looking forward to see Angkor Wat when i was going to travel and uh when i came there there were i didn't met really nice people there it was very humid uh, it was really beautiful there were a lot of mosquitoes but yeah it, it didn't really stick into my mind, you know, and also with the Taj Mahal, super beautiful. But for me, I can remember much better all those nice people that I met, uh, locals or, or backpackers on the road. Um, and that's maybe also personal because for some people, they're really focused on nature and, and buildings and those kind of landmarks. Uh, but I really like the connection, you know, and, and to, to hang out with people, to talk about how their life looks like, what they're planning to do. Um, and you can go deep really easily with, with back because yeah, probably you will not see each other anymore. So you start, you kick off every conversation with the same questions like, hey, how are you? Where are you from? Uh, where are you going? Where, are you, where you've been? Um, but uh, from that point on, if you have a nice connection, you can go really in depth about things and, and with, uh, with a lot of people, I could have really nice conversations, and the next day I didn't see them anymore. But 
that was cool. And there's also, it brought me people that I'm still in touch with. So, uh, uh, and that are, yeah, really lifelong friends. Um, and, and that I try to see uh, as much as possible. Kind, it's kind of the picture of, uh, of just nice people you see for one day. And also some people that, yeah, it's really a nice addition to the friends I had, you know, like I was really in my, in my student bubble with, uh, friends from my fraternity and those kind of things. And, um, now I really get out of, I got out of that and met a lot of other people who were, you know, one of my friends, now he's chef, uh, in a, in a Japanese restaurant. Yeah. When else would I meet people like that, you know? And for me that that was really, uh, yeah, it's nice. It makes you more open-minded, I think, and to see more of the world and not only literally of the world, but also different kind of people. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. And, um, it's just broadening your mind and i really like the fact that you used the student and fraternity example because i think everyone listening can think of maybe at least one person who's still friends with all their school friends and they haven't quite left that bubble um and on the positive side of it you you really want them to because you know, like like you found, there there are so many other people, uh, eclectic variety of people out there who can give you insight and inspiration as well as you back to them. So it's kicking off with, I think, probably the most important one, I think, people. Yeah, 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 I think so. And I don't know in UK how it how, uh, Netherlands, everybody lives in their bubbles, you know. It's really mm. hard to get into like, your friends from high school, your friends from a fraternity, from uni, from... Uh, your sports team or whatever so um, it's it's pretty we Dutch people look really open but at the end they're really closed and <laughs> they stick what they what they know in their group so yeah for me that was really nice to be be out of that but I don't know for maybe for for British people it's really it's really different what do you think uh, I think it's the same yeah I think it's the same uh, and especially in in Britain what you've got are a lot of towns and mm-hmm. villages where everyone stays in that side that town and and they just get this little town mindset and you get and you know, I used to work behind a bar um, in in a town near to me um and you'd every saturday you'd see the same people drinking the same drinks arguing with the same people kissing the same people going out with the same people every single saturday and you're just like wow come on <laughs> so no uh, it's the same in the uk i think but it's a nice segue into the second point of experiencing difference and experiencing otherness, which is the cultural differences. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the second thing, like the, the cultural differences. I, I love that. And that is uh, focusing on the, the other travelers that you meet. So I, I never really was in touch with people from UK, from Japan, from Israel, from whatever country, and it's really often a topic of discussion, you know, when you when you are there and you say, how is this? Uh, you don't celebrate this holiday there or how do you do this there? <laughs> and that's interesting. But also, of course, with the, the country that you visit. So for me, going, uh, going along Asia, I, I found out that in Thailand, especially the southeast countries, all the backpackers are really on their own. They, they don't really integrate or connect with uh with uh with the locals 
um, besides in Myanmar is a bit different. And in Nepal and India, the focus in Myanmar, the focus was really on the, the local culture. So uh, I had a nice mix, I think, in my trip, like looking on the differences of, of different European and mostly uh, uh, North American countries. So that's when you connect with the backpackers. And when I was in those uh, countries in Nepal, India, Myanmar, I was really with the locals because there's not many travelers there or depends where you go. And then, um, yeah, th th and then you see something really different. Then you go really in a development country and uh, it's really foreign for, for me at least uh, and super interesting. Yeah. yeah. So when you, wh when I came back, you know, everything was so great because ev everyone was the same again. And uh, uh, you, you, were, you were used to so many differences in that sense um, yeah that, that's that's really 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 at its value to 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 see the difference for me maybe it's even even more more than the people like to be out and to see different things and to get triggered also uh, uh, in that sense yeah and in regards to the cultural differences as well there's a book I'm reading called the meaning of travel by Emily Thomas and it's uh, she's an academic, but it's it's a really easy read, which is so nice, because um, there are some academics out there which fail to explain anything in less than five thousand words. But, uh -huh. um, but it's a really easy read, and she talks a lot about otherness and how that is a key. Uh, it, it's a key aspect of traveling. Um, and actually, I, I'm interviewing the author, and that episode will be out next month. Um, for anyone interested but it, it's that cultural differences aspect is a is a recognized and a really important aspect of backpacking especially when you're comparing it to what a holiday is which i guess is just sitting by local people by a pool <laughs> yeah what, what what is our main take on it i'm yet to finish the book so i won't i won't try and uh, assume anything um but uh, she, she basically, it, it centers a lot around her travel to Alaska, as far at the moment it is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, her travel to Alaska um, with some uh, descriptions of the travel there, but then also taking, uh, taking why we travel. She's, she's a, philo uh, from what I can tell, she's a philosophy academic. She teaches at a university. So okay. it's, it, it's basically a bit like what you've done it is, is she's thought, you know, well, what is traveling? Why, why do we travel? She's had these thoughts and, you know, she's just decided to document everything and do research. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. But she talks about otherness, which is it. the cultural differences. Yeah, I'd recommend it. So far, anyway, like I say, I'll let you know if the ending turns out bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Send me later the, the name and the, the title and the, the author, then I, then I check it out. Yeah. There, we'll there, there are some. I, I after traveling, I got really obsessed by travel books, in in any sense. Uh, yeah. That's I think the only thing I, I read. Um, there's another one. Uh, I think it's a f famous one. It's called "Are You Experience" from William Scuttlecliffe, Scuttlecliffe, something like that. Okay. That book is also a really funny read. It's about uh, a, a British guy who goes with his fling to India, and. Uh, yeah, actually, traveling is really backpacking is really nothing for him, and he also describes all the all the shitty things about it. Um, <laughs> it's, 
it's a really funny small book uh, to to read. Are you experienced? It's it's called. Are you experienced? Yeah. Lovely. I'm writing it down. Uh, in regards to the cultural differences, were there any key moments that really shocked you when you were out there? That t- that sort of set you back to think, oh wow, okay, that that's that's really different from Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I must go uh, must point out in India. I uh, uh, there was when I uh, because I wanted for all the time as cheap as possible, like a genuine backpacker. Uh, <laughs> I decided to travel from Nepal by land to India, and uh, then the uh, the last stop in Nepal is Lumbini. That's the birthplace of uh, Buddha, and there I stayed in a Korean monastery. There you can stay for free or for donation, and uh, I had to sleep on the ground there, like it was really minimal. Uh, so I slept on the ground, was super warm, didn't catch any sleep. And the next day I had to move on to India and then I, I passed the border and I arrived at the first uh, bus station and there it was this, this small village city in India where no one speaks English and then I had to find out to get a train ticket and I got a train ticket and it was super cheap. And then at that moment, and it was humid, I didn't sleep. And then at that moment, I, I, thought about a friend of mine who visited India as well and he said oh yeah you also have in India kind of third class then you are packed with everyone and you have to stand all the way and had to travel for six hours or something like that and he thought oh fuck I have that I have that ticket and I have no clue how to get the other one so (laughs) I was I I was completely uh, lost and then I thought okay I take some time I I sit on a bench on the on the train uh, station and I uh, I, I pass a couch on the on the platform and I watch my left and I see a guy uh, reading a, a newspaper and next to him is sitting a, a really big white monkey with a black face, like really big, just like a normal, almost like a proper person next to him <laughs> and nobody is paying attention to it. And I thought oh, I must be like hallucinating or something like this. <laughs> then that was for me the real uh, culture shock when I when I arrived and then I went to Varanasi which is a the the holy place and there they they put the the dead people on the, uh, or the they yeah on the ganja the ganja or how do you say the the river um, and so they first open up the uh, they burn someone and then they open up the skull with bamboo uh, so the the spirit can can disappear. And then they put the person on the on the water, but there's a lot of dogs there as well. So I arrived there, and in in I was already traveling six months, and I didn't get scammed any any time before, or not not almost uh, uh, none. And then I arrived that day, I got almost scammed four times, and I was sitting there, fuck, what's happening? And then I see this dog with some limp of a person eating <laughs> eating it, and I thought, oh. You know, it's just those moments that it's too much that you think, what am I doing? <sighs> but Jeez. I was also enjoying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Reminding <laughs> yourself that you 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 bought the fl- you bought the flight. This is your plan. No one else is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this is what I wanted. Yeah. So <laughs> th- yeah, those are really yeah, some and that was I think all uh, in two days, the same uh, 
those were really some moments that I thought, oh, this is really, really different. <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so the third reason came about because we're talking about it, it being away from home for so long. And you kind of touched upon it earlier when you said that you interviewed one of the guests and one of, one of the questions was, how do you deal with the loneliness? But yeah. you, you summarized it, you summarized your own idea <laughs> as a disconnect. It's the dis- disconnect from home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- that I really liked as well because I stayed away nine months, which for me was already, uh, already quite long. Uh, there's mm. people who are away for much longer, but then because you're away so long, I, I really disconnected from back home, and also because the environment is so so different. Um, yeah, it's easy also to disconnect. You know, we or at least I here in the Netherlands live really by my agenda. You know, everything efficient. Uh, especially my girlfriend, she's Colombian. She all the time laughs about. Here, when you want to make an appointment, the first thing that people do is getting their agenda, you know, and, and look for some time, probably in two weeks when they when they have some time. Um, I loved it to be away, not to have any plan. And just if you meet people, you kind of say like, okay, should we go for a drink? And yeah, no one is going to say, uh, sorry, I have, uh, yeah, I'm going to catch up with friends from, uh, from uni or whatever. Mm. So um, uh, you really have the... the the time to 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 yeah to spend quality time with uh, with people and to because the environment is so so different uh, yeah you you really get out of your your day to day customs here back home so I loved it to be to be away and you have a lot of time to think as well I was uh, I was quite lonely also sometimes uh dependent a little bit where like in southeast asia it's pretty difficult to be alone for a long time uh, uh, when you do kind of the the, the common uh track backpack track um but yeah when i was lonely you know it gives you time to think also and when it doesn't or for me it doesn't happen often that you are really lonely or that you don't see much people or people where you can communicate with because people don't speak English uh, and that's also something different and you have to uh, arrange everything by yourself so here you get in the train you you have your transport card you get in everything uh, and there you have to yeah to fix a lot of things yourself you know especially when, when you want to do some special things that are not so common you really have to put an effort into uh, into that so yeah. yeah that that all together that, that that makes a really different experience than than back home and all adds up to to being disconnected from your day-to-day life uh, back home yeah i think you've summarized that quite well when you said you had a lot of time to think did you get any great moments of inspiration at all any great ideas come to you now especially i spend a lot of time thinking also about the documentary <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the documentary was also a way to to kind of to hide behind the camera you know it's an easy way to connect to people with the camera because yeah people find always interesting especially when you're with, with that gear and um so i also kind of used the documentary sometimes and when i was alone it also felt kind of uh i could justify to be alone because i, I was working on the documentary i told myself but yeah 
at the end, I was fooling myself because yeah, <laughs> it was not that I was all the time working on documentary, but for me, it made the loneliness a bit more doable. Have you heard of the quote, distance makes the heart grow fonder? Uh, yeah, no, yeah yes. I, I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yes. especially applicable in, in those cases. I was going to say, did, did it make you, when you, when you were disconnecting from home and from the, the Netherlands, did it make you feel independent and empowered? And or did it make you miss home and have a bigger appreciation for those things and your family? Mm, I think both. Uh, it's easy. Also, when you return back home, it's really easy to, to I think, to say, uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, everything is so fixed there and to point out all the negative things I always kept in the back of my mind that the only reason why I could travel is that I was lucky enough and just that's just random that I'm lucky enough to be born here in the Netherlands mm. so if I wasn't born you know I can now do kind of trash talk about the Netherlands when I come back but yeah I should also be really grateful <laughs> that I'm born here because Otherwise, probably the chance will be uh, will be really different that I could travel. So I was all time grateful, but also kept in my mind to how, how things can be different. So I try to pick out the lessons there and apply them when I uh, yeah being back home. So that's how I try to make a fair balance. But and that was also my trip. I missed, but I also appreciate. Yeah, for sure. And the next reason, which is the local experience. Did you want to chat us through that one? Yeah. Now, what I find interesting is that uh, the backpackers are all the time looking for this local experience, this unique experience, and, and also me at some point. <laughs> and still when I go traveling. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's fascinating. The local experience. I really love uh, when I was in Myanmar. I met a I met a Burmese guy on the plane, and uh, he was uh, he was living in Canada. His parents uh, they they left Myanmar, and he went back after ten years to meet his family. And he invited me there. And after that, I traveled uh, through the country with him and to other people. And later on, I stayed with him again with his family. This was that was really cool experience. Um, and really unique um, and that is kind of everybody tries to maybe show off as well you know that's what 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 we travelers kind of all do I, I also do it here when I when you come up with the stories you know this happened and this and how how sick was that uh, and bizarre was this uh, yeah you kind of want it maybe for the story but also to experience really the country where you are because if you only stick together with the backpackers, you will have a really nice time. And I don't judge the people who do it. Um, but yeah, you're also in a different country. When I, when I was on the islands in Thailand, I thought, yeah, you know, I could have those parties as well back home. Uh, only the, <laughs> I didn't have to guarantee that the weather would be good. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm also so out here in a different country and and i also want to learn things from from this country they do things different than we do and maybe those things can be better or i can learn from those things and yeah that's cool i should i should take that opportunity also now when when it's here and i think many backpackers they are 
Now, not all of them, but people, uh, they go with a reason also to certain countries. And that's maybe the difference with holiday. A lot of holiday people, they go maybe for re relax and they don't, don't, are not really involved maybe with the environment. And the backpackers also want to know a bit more about the environment. Yeah, and it goes towards drawing that line, I think anyway, of at what point can you say you visited a country? So uh, behind me, just there, uh, and for anyone listening, I'll describe it. Uh, it's a scratch-off world map, which quite a few people have. You know, when you go to a country, you scratch it off, and then, you know, you, uh, yeah, well done you, tick. Um, and, and it's that concept of how much do you have to do to be able to say you've actually visited a country? So, you know, does it mean you went to the capital and you were there for three days on a business trip, and now you can say, yes, I've been to this country? all the way to the local experiences, you know, couch surfing as well, you know, uh, do, do you say only once you've stayed in someone's house, <laughs> you know, or in Patagonia with how friendly people are, you know, there's a, uh, next month there's a interview with a guy um, who went uh, ski mountaineering in Patagonia and he got invited to shower at, a, at one of their houses. And, you know, it's, it draws that line. At what point do you say you've experienced a country? Is it, that three-day business trip or is it actually getting that local experience so there's no reason i think a lot of people seek it yeah and i think also people they should decide for themselves like i'm, I'm not a judge to or the one who says like you know you cannot say that you've really saw that country and um for me at least i when i go to a country i really like to connect with the people who live there as well uh, mm. but i'm also not that, that that's weird though, who, uh, when you're on the bus with only locals and there's one other Westerner, you know, and I'm the one who then uh, all the time actively avoid eye contact or contact at all with the other Westerner, because that is sometimes, uh, you know, you also have those people and I think, yeah, come on, uh, that's a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I like the, the fair line <laughs> a bit in the middle. Yeah, for sure. And besides, there's always going to be someone who's prepared to go that extra step towards experiencing a country, you know, as you, you're going to be like, well, I couch surf and they'll go, well, well, well I married someone from the country, you know, yeah, no, except, <laughs> there's always exactly going to be someone who wants to go of, one step further. Yeah, that's a super traveler ish or backpack ish to, to, uh, there's always someone else who did it better and, uh, one up uh, them. Yeah. There's always someone yeah, yeah. who's stayed yeah. up for longer, did more tours, spoke to more people. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, you're right. I like what you said. It's, it's up to the person. Yeah, and is that the essence of traveling that that you did something bigger or no? I think it's really about what how you experience and what it did to you. You know, like uh, that that experience is really personal. So yeah, I think it's not in the in the numbers or the data to show off what how big of a traveler you are. If you feel traveler, you are a traveler. Like it's not a protected thing i think it's something that that how you that you feel or that's in you yeah absolutely which brings us to the last of the five sort of key points from backpacking which is adventure adventurous moments yeah yeah especially yeah yeah that, now that is backpacking or for me at least is was the start of a really uh, really big adventure and something i 
you know, a few years before when I left, I was a, uh, I thought I never do that. You know, you have cockroaches in your room, snakes, it's, it's dangerous and dirty. And then at some point I decided, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And <laughs> for me, the, there the adventure started, you know, from, from fixing your train tickets, your bus ticket, the, the entire day can be, can be an adventure. And it can be from those practical things still. Yeah, bungee jumping or uh, whatever kind of cool experience you 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 do uh, that you wouldn't really do back home. You know, people a lot of people come back with tattoos on their hands. Uh, they <laughs> would never do that back home, but there they do. And I think that kind of shows the the the, the different not moral, but uh, people dare much more when they when they're uh, abroad and when they're traveling. So they do things they they would never think about back home but because they're out of that routine everything seems to be possible again you know they can uh reevaluate uh um rethink everything yeah yeah so and for you was there were there any particularly adventurous times that you can recall uh yeah i it's uh when i start traveling uh i start in Thailand and there I was just getting used to Asia and then I traveled with the big group of friends that I met there to Laos that was really nice but it was a big group of Dutch people and yeah it was just uh, like a drinking holiday almost I thought okay this is really cool but this is not why I started traveling you know I want to do see things I want to get more out of the comfort zone and every country I go to I want to do something adventurous so from that point on, uh, in, when I, I decided to go to Myanmar, which in that time was a bit more difficult, I think, than now to go there. Um, and when I arrived there, I met Okar, the guy on the plane, and then I, I traveled with him all over the country and, and with his family. And, uh, and that was a really big adventure. Uh, in Cambodia, I decided to, to go wolfing, to work on an island called Rong. In a bar for two weeks, so I work with uh, uh, with Khmer people, uh, the Cambodian local people. Um, that was a, a, and be on the beach and 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 surf backpackers. So that, that was cool. In Vietnam, I decided that I was going to buy a, a, a motorbike and travel from the south till the north. And yeah, you know, in India. Uh, in general, is already uh, one big adventure. <laughs> you don't need anything extra to. Uh, to 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 get into the adventure. So I try in every country. I try to 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 get some add some adventure to it for myself, but also to add into the documentary because those things are I think pretty common for backpackers. You know, to work at the place where you get your food, your your uh, your place to sleep, to get the motorbike in Vietnam, to try to get a local experience. So, yeah, I kept it in the back of my mind and, and I was also actively looking for the adventure because normally I wouldn't do it myself, but it pushed myself a bit outside of my boundaries. And I'm really happy that I did that. So, yeah, from now on, every time I go to a country, I try to do extreme things. So when I came back home, the next country I was going to visit uh, was Iran, which is a really cool country to, to go to. But, yeah, that is also a country which... If you would don't know anything about you, you would think, oh, that's also pretty much out of the comfort zone. Mm. Uh, so uh, 
yeah, I still, every trip I do, I try to do something like for me adventure. So in Sri Lanka, I just came back from Sri Lanka in January. There we rented the tuk-tuk. And uh, it's not unique because there's a lot of other people who do it. But for me, at least, that is a, an, an added adventure uh, thing to the, to the trip. Yeah. Well, listen, before we get on to any wrap-up questions, is there anything else that we need to know about, about your time backpacking? Um, now, I think, I think for to, to see about my time, but more in general, backpacking is go see out, check out the documentary. And, and if you have traveled, I think you have a lot of listeners also who, who traveled, who would like to travel, who are interested in it. I think it gives a pretty nice insight of uh, uh, what it is. Yeah, I, I would say, like, it depends who, what person you are, but go, if you haven't done it, do it. And if you've done it, like, try to travel as much as possible and explore, or explore, you know, uh, and, and, and stuff your comfort zone. Yeah. Maybe in a more general, general way, because uh, this is really the focus on traveling, try to, to go over that comfort zone sometimes, and uh, it can bring really nice things to you. Yeah. From at least for me you did <laughs> for sure and what i'm going to do is i'm going to put that link to the video to the documentary in the show notes uh and then to anyone listening it's just under an hour so it's something brilliant to get on your phone or if you've got something like chromecast and you can put it on the tv or you've got youtube on the on the tv just when you when you've got dinner on or something just just sit down and watch it it's it's really enjoyable and so yeah definitely i'm going to put that in the, the description but wrap-up questions so just some generic ones but i think it will draw some good answers from you so first off what's the one thing that surprised you most when you went backpacking oh it's uh, a <laughs> good question what surprised me the most that it's so different outside europe <laughs> <laughs> mostly mostly that i you know you see things on television and for me it was it was so so different and there's a whole world out there that yeah that I never could imagine how it would be you know here everything is so fixed in in Europe and it's good because that's why we can do focus on other things but uh, yeah it's perfect I really liked it to to experience something so different um, that's I think the, the, the when I arrived, you know, I was already surprised how, how all the, the electricity was fixed outside on the streets. And I was surprised by everything that I saw, you know, and big insects, people selling food on the street. Um, all those things that you think, oh, back home, you know, you need to have a permit. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that person is doing that. You know, we would have insurance for that. Like that life, we are so used to, to, that everything is fixed and and we are secured and guaranteed of things and that there's also a life if all those things are gone people still enjoy and have a nice life and have a good time with each other yeah so this trip you did like we've already discussed was your first time backpacking so what's one thing that you would do differently next time or one thing that you have done differently, seeing as you 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 didn't just stop there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, 
I think now, especially those days, now, now the documentary is released, I thought a lot like, okay, what would I do different? And I, I truly believe that for me, this is the perfect trip that I made as first trip. Um, I got all the experience that, that, that I like, you know, with the, with the locals, to drive on the motorbike, to work at places, to, uh, to meet really nice friends. Like I, I have a few friends that I still talk to like every month uh, that I visit uh, abroad. I traveled with uh, one month also with my, my uh, sister, my friends from back home from uni visit me for two months. Uh, there's one guy that I met like in five, five different countries and every time we travel together. So there's so many unique experiences there. Um, and making this documentary also, you know, what, which documents also for me, of course, my own trip in a nice way that I think, I don't know how I would do it any better than this. And that's also why I decided not to do such a big trip alone again, because then I would chase what I, what I did. And I think it will be really hard to overcome this. So if I would do a next trip, I'm going to do something differently than, than now I would do it with, for example, with my girlfriend and, uh, make our own minivan and travel around or uh, start maybe working abroad, you know, to, to have a different abroad experience and not chase this experience because that's what some people do. And for me, that wouldn't work because then I, I chase something all the time that I had, you know, mm. um, and, and I, I, it's really hard to get over that. You know, the first time you experience something, I think it's really pure. Everything you, you really gets to your bones. Um, so I, for me, this trip was really, really perfect. And that kind of leads me on to the last question, especially bearing that in mind, which is what's one moment that you'd like to relive from the trip? Yeah, there, there are some, there, there are a few times, but uh, there was a time I stayed, there was in India, one place with uh, Shin, uh, who's a Japanese guy who's in documentary, he's a good friend of mine now. Um, and we stayed for, uh, I think, uh, one or two weeks at one place. We were just smoking, talking all the time. We were a lot of Japanese and just relax, have holiday with people I didn't really know before. That was a really, really nice time. I would like to experience that, that time again, not only for the smoking, because for Dutch people, uh, <laughs> we don't have to go for that. Um, <laughs> I, I love, love the time. Yeah. Uh, th yeah, that's what I could tell you thousands of things, but this was amazing there. I was just with a bunch of Japanese who I didn't know before, and I was just talking about everything. And it felt like I was just on holiday with some friends there and we rented an apartment and just, you know, did nothing. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Well, yeah. listen, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure and, uh, and hopefully we'll see you in another, in another one soon. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, I hope one day uh, you, can, uh, you can make a trip like this as well, because I could recommend it to everyone. Thank you. I really, really hope you enjoyed that podcast, because I certainly did. It was just really nice to have that semi-structured chat about why we go traveling, why we do backpacking. And he's certainly a guy to pick, pick his brain apart and find out his answers check out his documentary he made the link is in the show notes you can follow it there 
maybe like i said watch it with some dinner but if you enjoyed the podcast hit subscribe or follow share it with a friend follow us on instagram but otherwise have a brilliant day and i'll i'll see you in the next one